0: Hello and welcome to A Mighty Practice, a podcast about how to identify and overcome your creative roadblocks. I'm your host, artist and coach, Christine Garvey. In each episode, I'll share challenges I've encountered in my own creative practice over the last 15 years and techniques I've developed to work through them. If you're feeling blocked, frustrated, or overwhelmed in your creative work and you don't know where to go, you are not alone, my friends, and you're in the right place. Hello and welcome to episode four of A Mighty Practice. I'm sitting here on a nice spring day. We're looking at some blue skies here in Austin, Texas. Uh, The way we experience spring, it's like two, you know, two, three weeks and then it's just like too hot to do anything and summer is kind of like our winter. Um, So I'm just kind of trying to enjoy it while I can. I hope you are doing the same wherever you are. So in today's episode I wanted to talk about the concept of developing a creative process and how you can develop a creative process that works for you. So maybe you've heard artists talk about my creative process before and it sounds so opaque and kind of mysterious and and inaccessible and you're you're thinking like what does that even mean? Like how how can I find, you know, what that might be in my life. So what I do is when I think about my creative process, so that means how I go from having an idea in my head to exploring that idea and making something and then putting that out in the world. I see that as a process that happens in five stages, which I'm going to share with you today. And so when I, when I teach with the people I work with, I share them, uh, this is specifically in, in my class Creative Momentum, I share with them the stages of my creative process and we use that as a model for them to develop their own, to figure out what do they do in each of these stages, what works for them, so they can recreate it again and again in th- their work. Um, and it's amazing. And watching them, them do this and internalize this has been incredible. So I wanted to, in this episode, kind of share some of the key ideas around that so you can think about that at home. But first, maybe you're thinking, why is it important to have a creative process? Maybe you're thinking, like, I am somebody, I'm a freestyler, like, I approach everything really differently, and, you know, that works for me, and, you know, I don't need to have a recreatable process that sounds so rigid. Well, I would say kind of two things to that. One is that when you have a creative process, you see the moving from having an idea in your head to creating something and putting it out in the world, you see it as a series of steps And in seeing it as a series of steps, you recognize that at each step, there's a different set of intentions and a different kind of purpose at each step. And in having this, you prevent yourself from getting overwhelmed. A lot of the times people get very anxious and overwhelmed when they sit down to work because they expect themselves to just show up and generate, to show up and have a fully formed, give birth to a fully formed idea, as I like to say, and and they can't do that but because who can? This is that's very unusual. And then they beat themselves up and they kind of shut down. And the inner critic pops up, which is very common. So if you recognize the creative process as steps it is much more approachable and your expectations are lowered significantly because you know what you have to do at each step, right? You don't have to do everything at once. You don't experience overwhelm. So that's the first part about why having a creative process is important. The second is that once, once you have a creative process that works for you, you can apply it to anything else you want to make. So say you are a musician and you make music, but you really want to start a writing practice and you have no idea how to do it. Well, if you know yourself creatively and you know the stages you need to go through to have f- from having an idea in your head to putting it out in the world, then you can apply that to writing. So I was somebody who made um, I still make make paintings and installations. I because I had a process, I could apply that to creating a podcast. I can apply that to building a business, all of these things. So that is huge, and it can give you a lot of power and agency when you know how to break it down into steps. Okay, so that's a piece of it. So what is my creative process? How could I explain that um, to you and those five stages? The best way to explain it is through the metaphor of shaping a block of clay. So imagine you are handed a block of clay and you are asked to make something out of it. So the idea gods come to you and they say, here's a block of clay, (laughs) make me something profound out of this block of clay. And you have never worked with clay in your life. You would not just sit down and write sculpts like something really tremendous and like a beautiful portrait in your first sitting. Maybe what you would do is you sit down and you clear your space. So you take that block of clay and you would clear the table up and you would get the tools out that you would need and you'd make yourself comfortable. Maybe you'd put on work clothes and get ready to work. So there's a stage of preparation. Then maybe what you would do is you would test the clay. You've never worked with clay before. You don't know what it feels like. You don't know what it's going to do. So maybe you... Take pieces of the clay and you squish it and you move it and you mold it and you see what it wants to do and you listen to the material. So there's an experimentation aspect to it. Then maybe once you've you know cleaned up and you've experimented, then maybe you need a little bit more information. So maybe you learn about the material. Maybe you look at some models. Maybe you look at people who have worked with clay before and you get some ideas. And then once you've done that informing phase maybe then you have the conditions where you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. And you can start generating and making things and seeing, you know, making a bunch of stuff that you didn't expect before. And then the last part of that is once you have made those things, you might want to reflect on them and say, huh, this is interesting. What's here? What else can I do with this clay? Okay. So What's in this process are five different stages. And at each stage, there is a different set of intentions. So a lot of the times, like I said, people expect to sit down with the clay, having never worked with clay before, and immediately move past the testing and the learning and just want to make the big, important, quote unquote, important stuff. And so that's almost impossible to do. When you look at them as steps, you can go anywhere. So let's look at the first step of molding that clay. I would call this first stage the clear stage. So in the clear stage, this is when you're getting ready. This is where you're preparing yourself to work. You're cleaning up your workspace. You maybe are thinking about tools and ideas you want to just have around to get yourself in the mode to work. So you're not actually doing the work. You're just getting yourself in the state where you're preparing for what's next. A lot of times you might be clearing away older work or ideas that you don't want to be dealing with anymore or tools that are not relevant to the exploration at hand. You might be getting the tools out that you do want to work with. So all of it is about preparing for what's next, preparing to explore, which is the second phase. The second phase is called play. In the play stage, you are testing, you are experimenting, you are developing your voice, you're figuring out what you like to do, the marks that you might wanna make with that clay. You are experimenting without a concern for the end result. I'm gonna say that again. You are experimenting without a concern for the end result result when I started this podcast I had to spend a lot of time in the play mode because it was a very new medium for me I had to spend a lot of time figuring out the length of uh, recording about the sound about uh, what this format could do without a concern for the end result if you become too invested I've said this earlier invested in the end results you will shut down because you're expecting that work to perform and you cannot expect work to perform in the play stage and the play stage is the most important stage of the creative process this is a stage that people dismiss as unimportant because it's not output driven and they kind of close it out of their work because they're like I got deadlines man I don't have time for this I can't be frilly but this is this is the key key stage so if you if you can take away anything from this episode the idea is invest in the play stage spend time here explore no outcomes we're not concerned with outcomes at this point okay that's stage two the third stage is called fuel this is where you are seeking information. Maybe in the play stage, you're like, all right, I tried a bunch of stuff, but I kind of, I, and it was great, and I learned about myself, I'm developing my voice, but I hit a wall. I need some information here. I need to know more about this clay (laughs) and I need to seek some models and get some ideas and do a little bit of research. And so I call that the fuel stage. This is where you're seeking outwards to models to help inform what you're doing. That can look a lot of different ways. This does not mean that you have to go in the library and sit with an academic book and you know it feels like labor it, it can be that if that's you know a useful way for you to work it can also mean you're taking a class it can also mean you're going to an artist studio It can also mean you're watching a tutorial online you're looking up artists that you think are really interesting to you you're shaping yourself and the way that you like to fuel this is really important Because we all hit walls sometimes and we need to get more information to help us see what else is possible in the things that we make. And so it's knowing when to seek that fuel and when it's going to be useful to you and thinking about the ways that you might want to do it that are going to be most interesting to what you're making and how you like to work. So that's stage three. The fourth stage is generate So generate is where you make a lot of stuff, again, without a concern for the end result. I'm going to keep saying that here, without a concern for the end result, removing your self-worth from the end result. So the generate phase, I just want to be really clear. A lot of the times, well, first of all, this is the place that people think that they're just going to show up when they sit to work sit down to work. They're going to show up, you know, and say, I'm here. Ideas flow through me. I'm ready. But it's, it doesn't work like that. We have to do all that preparation, the clear, the play, the fuel to get us here. Now, when I say generate, I do not mean perform. People hear that word generate. That means like, oh, now I got to perform and I got to really do the real work. No, no, no. Generate just means that you are allowing yourself to move through many iterations of your ideas, and in doing so, you are developing the possibilities. You're understanding your intent more deeply through that generative process. You are allowing yourself to move and not overly invest in a single thing, because through the generative aspect of making work, you're going to grow and see a lot more about what's possible. So it's an important phase in the creative process because then you have more things to respond to. If you only make one thing, it's easy to shut down and have that inner critic prop, you know crop up. But if you have 10, 15 things, even if you spend 10 minutes on each thing, there's a lot more there for you to learn from and to understand yourself better from. So generation is key. That's stage four. And then the final stage is, of that creative process is reflect. And in the reflection stage, you are looking at your work with a sense of curiosity, not criticism. So you're saying, "Hey, what's here? All right, I made all this stuff. What's interesting about this to me? What else could I do with this? Where could I go next?" So that reflection happens at the very end. This is the thing that people I think confuse and in my early life, I did this as well, they put the reflection far too soon in the creative process. Maybe it's the first thing they do. Reflecting too soon is not useful to you. It will shut you down. It will make you blocked. If you overly cre- you know, reflect on what you're making. So you have to know that that needs to come later because you're building trust. D- investing in the play, investing in the fuel, you're building trust in yourself to say that this inner critic voice that crops up, it's not useful to me right now. I'm going to set it aside and I'm going to come back to this thing with a sense of curiosity more so than criticism. So that's what's happening in the reflection phase. So to review the stages clear, play, fuel, generate, and reflect. Okay. When we get stuck in our creative work, we are oftentimes staying at a particular stage too long or we're trying to skip over and jump ahead to another stage when we are really not ready. We're trying to shortcut the process. So for example, if you are spending, say you're spending too much time in the clear stage of getting ready, Maybe uh, you're making a lot of to-do lists and you're cleaning up your space and you're just kind of obsessing about how everything should be and should look and all of that stuff. And you really just have to get started. So what you would want to do is allow yourself to play. That's the remedy for getting stuck in the clear stage. Maybe you're spending too much time in the play stage and you are testing too much and everything is kind of surface level and you feel very scattered and you're trying lots of different things in many different directions and that ends up overwhelming you. Well, the next thing you need to do is you need to pick one direction and kind of go there and inform and seek and you need to move to the fuel stage. Get more information. Get more informed in what you're doing. Maybe you're spending too much time in the fuel stage Right. If you're spending too much time in the outward seeking stage, you might be doing that too soon. You know, comparing yourself to other people, which is never useful. It's always it's that's can really, really um, block you or looking at too many examples and experiencing overwhelm and saying, hey, well, this has all been done before. What's the point? Right. So you need to move out of that fuel stage or maybe that fuel stage comes later and you kind of put it away. If you're spending too much time in the generate stage, you are making a lot of stuff and you are not pausing to reflect and you're not pausing to refuel. So you might need to fill yourself back up. You might be running dry in terms of inspiration and ideas or you need to pause and say, hey, I got to reflect on what I'm doing here. I am go, go, go. And I am not taking a moment to pause and give myself time and room to breathe. And then finally, if you are spending too much time in the reflection phase, you might be letting that inner critic in way too soon, right? We don't want that inner critic to stop us from playing and developing our voice. So reflecting means you're spending too much time in the self-evaluation. And you have to put that aside because it's not going to be useful to you in this moment. And maybe you go to the play stage. And you start kind of trying things without a concern for the end result. So the idea is that if you spend too much time in one section, you're going to get stuck. And you have to figure out, you have to let yourself move to a new stage and see what that has to offer you. All of this uh, is in developing a process that is connected to your creative life. It helps you trust yourself it helps you deal with uncertainty because i have to tell you in this moment when there is so much uncertainty and we're all trying to pivot and figure it out i am so thankful for my creative process because i can say hey this is something that i know this is something that's going to let me that's going to be the same no matter what you know i um it always works for me and i feel very grounded by that so what i would say in yourself is as a next step, I want you to reflect on your creative process. And the way that I would suggest that you do that is to look back on a fruitful creative period in your life where you made something uh, and you're excited about it or you made a bunch of things and you're excited about it. It could be anywhere. It could be In college if you went to college it could be you know in elementary school it could be when you know last year anything think about the last time you experienced your creativity in a way that was so thrilling and you just made a bunch of stuff and you felt very excited about it what were the conditions of that experience where were you what were you doing were you working with certain people So think about the conditions. And then if you had to, could you label the steps of your creative process in that time? So did you have, you know, were you using certain materials? Was there an approach that you were using that was really exciting for you? What could you observe about that approach that is core to your artist self? That you might see, you know, a habit that happens again and again that is useful that you might want to recreate to know yourself better. Okay, so reflect on that. And then uh, see if you can name these as steps. Do you have stages? Do you have a clear stage? Do you have a play stage? A fuel stage? What do those stages look like? And then could you recognize them as patterns or habits that you have in your life now? What's working for you about it? What isn't? Okay. So once you have it, it's great and you can recreate it again and again in whatever practice and whatever thing you want to do. So that's my offering for you today. If you want to hear more about this and you want help with developing that this process for yourself and reflecting on it, you can always take my Creative Momentum course and we'll talk more about these ideas. Okay, that's it everybody. Have a great and I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. If you want to dig deeper into some of the ideas that we talked about here today, check out my online class Identifying Your Creative Blocks or my eight-week creative practice course Creative Momentum. You can learn more about me and my work at christine-garvey.com or through signing up for my bi-weekly newsletter, A Mighty Practice.